0: Two Florida children engage in a shootout with police with AK-47s and shotguns. A man killed an iguana, got arrested, and is now claiming a stand-your-ground defense. A woman was rescued naked from a storm drain in Texas. It was the same woman that was rescued from a storm drain in Florida. And a Florida man takes his 10-year-old son on a paintball drive-by. The child gets run over and hit by gunfire. These are the weird stories for Friday. Florida Friday. They're all from Florida, guys. It's Florida Friday, Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian and the only daily weird news podcast that does Florida Fridays, all this weird news from your favorite state. Some of you sent me these articles. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Those bizarre stories you hear about all the time that seem to only happen here in Florida. I know, right? can't make this stuff up. It is just one of the many wacky news stories out of Florida. Why does the Sunshine State consistently produce such strange news? But what accounts for all this bizarre news? Is it the weather? Is it the people? Florida is full of the crazy stories. Florida man, Florida man, committing crimes all over the land. He gets on the bus it takes off his clothes. What drugs is he on? Nobody knows. Everybody's afraid of the Florida man. Children ages 12 and 14 used AK-47s and other guns to shoot at deputies in Florida. What? Yeah, children using AKs, guys. Two foster children broke into a home Tuesday night. Then they used guns that they found inside the home, including an AK-47, you know, because it's a Florida home. You could just find AK-47s and bazookas just laying on the coffee table, I'd imagine. They used these guns to repeatedly fire at the deputies for about a half an hour. That's a miracle these kids are still alive. Let's get some more details here. The deputies say that they were already in the area looking for the two children, 14-year-old girl. And a 12-year-old boy with diabetes, they ran away from a United Methodist children's home. And I can't say that I blame them. You can imagine the shenanigans that go on at a Methodist children's home. They're probably laying around going, I dream one day of having my own home and lots of automatic weapons to defend it. Uh, So the deputies go into this Deltona area looking for this 12-year-old and the 14-year-old because specifically it was reported that they were missing And the 12-year-old is insulin-dependent, and if he doesn't get his medication within four hours, it could be a critical medical emergency. So Sheriff Mike Chitwood was on the case. And while they were out searching, a resident approached them and said that glass was heard shattering at a nearby home. The deputies went to that residence that was pointed out, and they noticed obvious signs of forced entry. The homeowner of this place had recently left and claimed that no one should have been at the residence at that time, but that there was a little issue there. There's, well, there's an AK-47, a pump shotgun, a handgun, and 200 rounds of ammunition that he keeps inside his house. Just an AK-47, a pump shotgun, and a handgun, and 200 rounds of ammunition. That's not much for a typical Florida home, but it's enough. It's enough to cause some damage. Deputies say the children grab the guns and open fire at the deputies at 8.30 p.m. (laughs) Just grab it. Hey, there's deputies here. What should we do? Ah, well, let's just open fire, huh? They also used baseball bats to destroy the interior of the home, including furniture, toilets, and a tub. Oh, kids, what are you doing? You can't live in a house if you destroy the tub and the toilet. We got a play-by-play by uh, Sheriff Mike here saying it. At 828, one of my sergeants was the first to arrive. He took fire multiple times and uh, never returned the fire. At 8.31, one of our units reported they're being fired at by the 12-year-old and the 14-year-old. At 8.33, another call comes out from another group of deputies surrounding the home saying the shots were fired. They heard them. At 8.40, the 14-year-old decides to emerge from the property, threatens to kill Sergeant Maxwell. Well, how about that? At 8.54, the juvenile male armed with an AK-47 opens fire on the deputies. How did they not shoot these kids on the spot? This is insane. I can't believe the kids are still alive. you could have blast AK-47 at the cops and you still live? How? It says here up to that point deputies had not returned fire at all, according to the sheriff. Instead, they tried to de-escalate the situation. Wow, man, you're trying to de-escalate AK-47 wielding pimple-popping insulin need in teenagers? This is tough stuff. Uh, they said they stepped into the line of fire in order to throw a cell phone into the house in the hopes of ending things peacefully. That was when the 14-year-old girl came out of the garage with a pump shotgun aimed at the deputies. Despite warnings to drop the shotgun, she walked back into the garage. She came back a second time, and that's when deputies opened fire after taking multiple rounds. The girl was shot in the chest and in the arm. According to uh, Sheriff Mike, she's actually fighting for her life. Okay, so she's um, in serious condition then. Uh, it's, a, it's a miracle both of them weren't just murdered on the spot like that because you just can't be... I, I'd imagine... Are you guys listening from other countries? Like, how the hell does this happen in the United States? (laughs) Yeah, how does it happen in the United States? I wonder the same thing. This is why I'm not having any children. (laughs) I can't. The sheriff spoke to the media, lambasted the juvenile justice system and the Florida United Methodist Children's Home. He said the 14-year-old girl has been in trouble with the law before, including when she stole puppies, and she lit her prior facility on fire. (laughs) This is... The kids don't have a chance in Florida, man. It's a mess, guys. We need to get a Kickstarter for these kids. We got to get them out of Florida, man. Where can we send them? How about Canada? You got room up there in Canada? You guys want some Florida kids in Canada? I feel like the influence of Canada might be able to turn this ship around. I mean, I, we'll make them leave their AK-47s here. We're not, They're not bringing the AKs up there. All right, guys, don't freak out. A Florida man killed an iguana and got arrested and is now claiming a stand-your-ground defense against the iguana. The iguana started it, he claims. A man claims he feared for his life and had every right to bash an iguana to death under Florida's stand-your-ground law. I'm not that familiar with this stand-your-ground law. I guess it means you can just bash whatever is attacking you to death. Uh, P.J. Patterson, age 43, is accused of animal cruelty over killing an iguana. P.J. is six foot three, 170 pounds. He argues that he was in fear for his life and that the 3-foot green iguana was the first to resort to violence during their horrific encounter in Lake Worth Beach. Here's a quote from his lawyer. Well, that vicious animal got the best of Mr. Patterson and savagely bit his right arm. The man went to the hospital, got 22 staples to close the wound that was caused by that wild beast. It was self-defense. Mr. Patterson's tussle with the invasive iguana is thought to be the first time anyone has pursued a stand-your-ground claim over a deadly confrontation with an iguana in Florida. The controversial law instead was written with people and dangerous situations in mind. Yeah, like 12- and 13-year-old teenagers wielding AK-47s, right? Authorities are accusing Patterson of being the aggressor, saying that he savagely beat, tormented, tortured, and then killed this iguana in a half-hour attack that was caught on surveillance video. Well, you have it on video, then. I mean, it should be case closed. How do you find a lawyer (laughs) to—how do you find a lawyer to (laughs) a stupid question. You find a lawyer to defend you against anything. (laughs) I was going to say, how do you find a lawyer to defend you against this iguana attack? How does a lawyer just say this with a straight face, too? Well, that iguana attacked my client. He viciously attacked my client, as you can see. My client has a little nibble on his elbow, right there. A little scratch on his toe. Notice that my client was uh, his feelings are extremely hurt. He's a he's a fan of iguanas. He he had an iguana pet as a child, and uh, so he was quite shocked to be lambasted by this rough iguana skin, claws, teeth. I mean, look at him. They're deadly. They're just, they're like miniature dinosaurs. How do you, miniature dinosaurs, they could rip his foot right off. Can you imagine? Not not all iguanas, but this one in particular thought he was a T-Rex. That's why my client should be set free. In fact, the Iguana Foundation should pay him. He should get some, a windfall. Where's Peter when you need him? (laughs) Now there's a prosecutor involved. She points to the video as proof that at no time was the iguana posing any real threat uh, and that this man was unjustified in his actions when he kicked this defenseless animal at least 17 times, causing its death. Well, just right there, 17 kicks, that's just total overkill. That right there lets me know that you are completely guilty because if you were trying to defend yourself from an iguana, just a couple of kicks and then a sprint away should be sufficient. 17 kicks, you were lingering around, sir. Patterson clearly tormented the iguana, the prosecutor says. And when the iguana tried to defend itself, that's when Mr. Patterson went into a violent rage. This is what Animal Care and Control Sergeant Adam Moulton wrote in an arrest report. He added that Patterson chose to stalk the helpless iguana and deliver vicious strikes, quote, vicious strikes to the animal. (laughs) I love how this is just like a... It's just a detailed battle between a man and an iguana. It's gone to the higher courts. Iguanas have rights too, guys. Now you might be wondering, does Florida have laws about killing iguanas? Yes, they do. When it comes to killing iguanas, Florida law allows you to kill an iguana if it's done humanely. It says here you can hit iguanas over the head with a shovel. You can stab them in the brain. (laughs) It really says this. What else can you do? Oh, were you wondering if you could decapitate an iguana? Yes, you can. Florida law allows you to decapitate them as long as they die instantly and don't suffer. got to make sure they don't suffer. You can't uh, decapitate them while singing, girls just want to have fun. That's just cruel. Now, in Patterson's case, it says here the iguana did, in fact, suffer. The iguana had a lacerated liver, a broken pelvis, and internal bleeding, which was very painful and terrifying. These injuries, according to the staff veterinarian, <laughs> They did an autopsy of this thing. Uh, how, much, uh, how much resources were put towards this? <laughs> I just can't even. You're putting all this money towards the... <laughs> the <laughs> just put this man in jail, take the money, and get better foster homes for these kids that seem to want to live in a new home with AK-47s, guys. Come on. Yay! The infamous naked Florida woman that was rescued from the storm drain after three weeks has been rescued again, this time in a sewer system in Texas. This lady can't seem to stay out of the underground pipe systems. She's all about it. A 43-year-old woman named Lindsay. You guys remember Lindsay? She's into storm drains. She's into underground sewer systems. She's like a ninja turtle. She was found naked in a storm drain in Florida a couple months ago, after she was missing for three weeks, she claimed. She's been rescued from another sewer system, this time in Texas. According to the media... Lindsay climbed out of a six-foot drain pipe on Saturday and was transported to a local hospital for treatment. Lindsay's family told the media that she was at a rehab facility in Texas before she wandered off and became lost. So the family was like, let's get her some help. We need to get her out of Florida. Let's bring her to Texas, put her in a rehab in Texas. Maybe she'll stop wanting to go underground. But, you know, you can take the Florida woman out of Florida. You can't take the Florida out of the Florida woman. Texas police launched a search for Miss Kennedy over the weekend but when authorities located and approached her she slipped into a nearby storm drain the woman's family used her cell phone to track her last location they launched a major search major search she la- they launched a major search in the underground tunnels dropping bags of food and Gatorade to help her survive uh, on Monday Grand Prairie police say That uh, she was found safe and was taken to a local hospital. Thankfully, thankfully, get her out of those sewer pipes. That's not a place to be. There's a quote from the Grand Prairie Chief of Police saying, The idea that somebody might be down there for any length of time is quite disturbing. It's dangerous. It's very dirty. There's snakes, rats, garbage, dirt, leaves. Anything that's on the street really washes into the sewer. Smells terrible. Really smells terrible. We're glad we got her out of there. Thankfully, Lindsay's family say that she's going to be taken back home to her family in Florida. I'm not sure that's a good idea. But we wish her luck, full recovery. I hope she can get over whatever it is that seems to be making her want to go underground and live a normal life someday. Uh, people, people are suffering, man, especially in Florida. I'm, nothing funny about that, guys. Just uh, say a prayer, man. Say a prayer. A Florida boy was shot after his father helped him with a paintball drive-by. It's more kids and guns, guys. That's the theme of this Florida Friday episode, unfortunately. A 10-year-old South Florida boy whose own father orchestrated a paintball drive-by is expected to recover after being shot in return by the homeowner who had an actual real gun. Detectives say Michael Williams agreed to drive his son to a friend's house Sunday night in Miami so he could shoot them with a paintball gun. Probably got a new toy for his birthday. He's like, uh, hey, dad, how about we go use this? And instead of the father saying, yeah, I'll take you to a paintball USA and, uh, you know, a safe environment that's meant for paintballing. Instead, the dad's like, well, what would you like to shoot? Son's probably like, "Ah, how about I shoot at Bobby's house in the evening? Let's do that. Can we do a drive by? I shoot out the window as you drive by. You drive the getaway car. Father's like, yeah. Deal. Michael Williams, age 26, was way too young to be a father, told... (laughs) Jones, he's 26? Yeah, 26. Way too young. Told the police that his son begged him to drive his white van by a home where young people were gathered Sunday night so he could fire his paintball gun out the window, according to the police report. Yeah. If your son asks you, sir, to drive by... Shoot up a a house with the paintball gun? The proper answer is no, son. No. (laughs) Are you okay? So they pulled up to the house with several people in the vehicle, and the boy began shooting from the open van door at people in the front yard. Oh, that's great. You know everybody in Florida is armed, and it's on their person. They got dynamite in their fanny packs. They'll chuck a lizard at you. They don't care. The homeowner reacted, of course, grabbed his weapon because he thought the shooter was wearing a hoodie He thought the shooter wearing a hoodie was firing a real gun. Of course, you you might think that that's a real gun. That's the risk. The homeowner will not be charged and said he feared his family was under attack, despite his grandma being covered head to toe in pink paint. (laughs) He shot one round from his firearm, struck the child shooting the paintball gun. That's a nice shot to shoot a car driving by. Uh, Then the situation went from bad to worse. This is very unfortunate. The child lost his balance after being shot and his, his permissive father accidentally ran over him. Wait, how? Was he on top of the car? He was on the hood of the car. They pulled over? A drive-by shooting, you don't leave the car. So how is the kid outside the car and falls over and the father runs him over? Oh, so many questions here. The father, Michael Williams, has been charged with child neglect. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Might be the worst father in history. I still can't wrap my head around how the child was run over. What kind of drive-by is this? You stay in the car during a drive-by. Haven't you seen boys in the hood? Everybody knows that. It says here the father tried to blame the child for asking him to go. Yeah, good. Nice try, buddy. Yeah, but he asked me. Yes. What, so your son gets to go to jail? Is that what you're trying to do, sir? (laughs) Come on. Guys, we got to save these kids. Save them. Oh, baby. It's the weekend. And I'm so pleased to be leading you into the weekend, or maybe I'm even even interrupting your weekend, with some Florida Friday action. Thanks to everybody who sent me Florida Friday stories. I appreciate it so much. Got some shout outs here. First of all, I wanna give some love to a new patron named Michael. Michael didn't leave me a last name, it's just Michael. Michael's very confident in his first name. It's like, I don't even need to tell you my last name. It's just Michael. <laughs> I know there's a Michael from Iowa City. I don't care. I don't need to differentiate myself at all. I'm just Michael. And uh, Michael is now a member of the Patreon. And I'm so grateful. Uh, It made my day, Michael. Thank you. I appreciate it. Please enjoy all of the extra weird AF-related content that is located inside the Patreon. You've now unlocked... Well, you've unlocked a lot of weird shit. I'm not going to lie. So enjoy all that. And uh, thanks for your support. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Shout out to Michael and also shout out to someone named Antoinette Antoinette bought me a cup of coffee Yes She bought a cup of coffee off of weirdafnews.com my website This is where you can go and you can support the show in various ways such as joining the patreon Or buying jonesy a cup of coffee and you know, I love coffee Antoinette phillips wrote me a note too because when you buy me a cup of coffee you get to write a little something something and she wrote "Um, You are hilarious And that was it just plain and simple you are hilarious. That's that's enough for me. You buy me a cup of coffee and tell me that I'm hilarious? Are you kidding me? That's what I live for. <laughs> and I, I I love the name Antoinette, by the way. It has a special place in my heart because my grandmother's name is also Antoinette. Um, also want to give a shout out on Instagram to Jordan Kibby who uh, who shared an episode of Weird AF News and, uh, and tagged me and was sharing the podcast. Just, uh, you know giving me a little press, little free PR. Love that. So shout out to Jordan as well. You guys can share the podcast on various social medias. And if you do, I'll be forever grateful. It's a great way to support the show. Um, what else did I want to say? I hope you're having a lovely weekend or you had a lovely weekend or you're about to have a great weekend. That's what I'm hoping for. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday stories. If you'd like to reach out to me anytime, call the show 646-450-2012. And on Instagram, I'm at Jones. On Twitter at Funny Jones and on Facebook it's Comedian Jonesy. My email as always, funnyjones at gmail.com. If you'd like to send me a story or if any of these if anything on the Florida Friday episode motivated you to reach out, then those are the ways to do it. I look forward to hearing from you. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you on Monday, guys.